Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 146 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, right here in beautiful and sunny Sherrard, Illinois. We're at 1600 Buck Slayer Place, right in the Buckatorium. I'm the round man with the square deals, Steve, in the studio, as always, because it's his house. Kurt. How you doing? And Eric. Good morning. Stop saying good That's morning. That's his thing now. <laughs> okay, that, is that your thing? thing. All right, well, I'll let you have your time. thing. All right. See, the Iowa boys don't know what time it is, so, you know. That's right. I mean, they never do. They never, ever do. Jeez. We've got a fantastic episode coming up for you today. We're really excited about it. You're going to hear about who it is later. I promise that. Probably packed full of knowledge. Probably. It might be. It might be. We don't know yet. There's a good chance. I'm hoping so. But we could not get this episode pumped out without our fantastic partners right over at Scent Crusher. That is right. Scentcrusher.com. Uh, the, the ozone gear bag, get all your clothes that are all smelly and stinky or everything that's in Steve's car inside that bag. You can run it on five ten. Steve owns. Oh, yeah. Anything Steve owns run up to a 30 minute yeah, cycle on much. that. Same thing with the, uh, the ozone go in the closet. Um, changing the game for scent control. Um, Absolutely. scent crusher it really is 
Um, check them out. Back by science. Back by science. Tell them we <laughs> I sent love you. That. Tell them we sent you, and uh, that really does nothing for you. It just helps us out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, <laughs> Speaking of science and engineering, I think they go hand in hand. I wasn't very good in school. EliteArchery.com. Yep. Yep. Elite has, for the first time, introduced split limbs to their bows. They've got it down. The option six, option seven, the series the bows, the, the Revel two, killing it right now, man. You shoot these bows in the Revel. We had a chance to shoot at the Iowa Deer Classic. Yeah, I shot a bright yellow one. The thing was awesome. Oh, it was I, one, I'm not a fan of yellow, but that's, I like what? That's the one that Real Wild held. Oh, oh hell, yeah. <laughs> he held and he shot it. I thought you were asking. I thought I said yellow weird the way you reacted, but no, uh, no, no. This year I'm shooting the Elite Tempo. Uh, which I love. It's like the perfect blend of the synergy I had and the impulse. Um, it's kind of like the the little the protege child of yeah, cross the crossbreed of the two. Yeah, um, but you're not team split limb like me and Eric are. I'm shooting yeah. the option six, Eric the option listen, seven. Listen, yeah. listen, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I'm going to outshoot both you fools. I doubt mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I doubt okay. It. I'm dedicated to the game here, boys. Neither one of you the, are. The leaderboard still saying I'm winning. Now, that leaderboard's from like two years ago, son. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Speaking of game, when you shoot game in western Illinois, eastern Iowa, you're going to take your game to Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing in wonderful Viola, Illinois. You know how many hollers to go down. You've listened to this podcast a couple times. Give Scott a, a shout-out on uh, Facebook. He's on Facebook. Also go to smithsdeerprocessing.com. Soon as you uh, you put that deer on the ground, you know right where you're taking it. That's right. And then you know you took that deer from your HHA site. Oh, you know um, you did. Absolutely. Big shout-out to our boy Scott Bakken from HHA, a Wisconsin-owned company, uh, made in the USA, backed with a lifetime warranty. Um, they have a variety of rest, or they have the rest in a variety of sites from the dovetail to anywhere in between, uh, whatever skill level, whatever look you're going for, if you care about that as much. But you're going to get that same durable, solid site with a lifetime warranty uh, behind every product they offer. Um, which is incredible. They do a ton for veterans, which you got to support that. Yes. Um, so we can't thank HHA enough. We got to make our way back up there this winter, hopefully, and do some more podcasts with Scott and hang out with a bunch up there. Um, great group of people. Yep. Absolutely love them. We fit right in with that gang, and uh, we could be more thankful that they support our podcast. So that whole town up there. I want to go up there and go fishing. Wisconsin Rapids is a nice little area. I really it enjoyed is. It, it, man. Is. It is. We made some uh, good friends, and uh, one of our friends that we made, he. Uh, Kind of set him for a podcast. Has a prom date. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank so, you for that. That's awesome. I'm sure he listens to every episode. It'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> he better. I'm waiting for his uh, DM. But we're going to move on. Speaking of veterans, who our vet shout out this week. This guy got a hold of us, and we're going to give him a shout out. I don't think he knows we are going to, but his name's Nathan Klingsmith. Man, he he told us he appreciated everything we did for vets, and he's a vet himself, too. And we just we love when anyone can reach out, especially when when you reach out to us, man. We're gonna shout you out. Taking care of of not only your veteran brothers, but you know you took care of us, help protect our freedom, and you love that we take care of you. Well, guess what? We want you to be known, Nathan Klingsmith. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. It looks like it's right, but thank you for your service, man. Everything you've done. We love you to death. We love that you listen. And any vet out there that, guys, if you ever want to just get a hold of us, tell us a story, 
share something that we said, you know, hey, that was funny, or hey, Steve, you're an idiot, let us know, man. We <laughs> we really appreciate you guys reaching out to yeah. us. If you're a vet or you know a vet, let us know. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, we appreciate all those messages, and uh, it, we try to get to every single vet shout-out. Steve is the holder of the library of veteran shout-outs, so if you send it in, Steve will get it, and uh, it's his responsibility. So if it, if he misses one, it's his fault. And, and it's uh, $10 to a veteran charity, so. Yeah, if he misses one, I forgot about that. You've been doing really good. Mm-hmm. But the shout-outs are good. People appreciate it. Um, yeah. So thanks for that, Steve, for the shout-out, and thank you to our veterans. We appreciate you mm-hmm. more than you know. Um, one thing I want to add real quick before we get on with the episode, uh, workingclassbowhunter.com, yes. as always, give us a rating or a subscription on iTunes. We'd love that. Also, if you go on Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever social media that we're on, you follow us. If you invite 10 friends to the page or invite some people to any social media page, you message us and say, hey, I invited some buddies, and I shared your page, whatever it may be, and uh, we'll send you out. Um, a hard hat sticker or toolbox sticker, whatever you want to call it. Um, you can throw it on your Yeti, whatever you got. We'll they are dishwasher safe. They are dishwasher safe. You can safe. throw them on anything. I got a couple on my site. Yep. And they're, and low, they they're low glare, so you can throw them on your hunting equipment, and they're yep. cool. Uh, flat black with, with the flat like neon-type green uh, logo. Um, so if you do that for us, we're really trying to push hard and grow this podcast, and that really shows a lot. Um if, if you support us and just let us know, we'll try and send you out some stickers. We're doing this again. So just let us know, workingclassbowhunter.com, um, workingclassbowhunter at Gmail. And uh, that's all I got. We'll get right into the episode here, right, boys? Or you got anything else? I, I've nope. literally got nothing else. Let's we hit it. everything. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you so much. Hope you enjoy Dan Perez. He is the man. Thanks. All right, so on the phone with us, we're really happy to have Dan Perez from Whitetail Properties. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing well. Th- thank you, Kurt. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Steve, actually. But, but, <laughs> but I, I should Steve. be thanked. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Dan. Uh, we appreciate your time, and it uh, means a lot to us. You kind of take time out of your day to come talk with a bunch of hillbillies from Illinois. Yeah, no, great. I'm, I'm very honored to uh, to be on with you guys this evening. Thank uh, you. Shucks. Well, it's only like half a minute in, so <laughs> we'll, we'll hold that for the end of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Dan, go ahead and tell people who you are. Who is Dan Perez? Okay, so 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 Dan Perez. Basically, there's there's a couple Dan Perezes. Dan Perez is uh, is a guy that is is passionate about uh, about land and and every aspect of land. You know, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of people like to go outside and and hunt and fish and stuff, and that's all well and good. I mean, I I uh, that's how I, I was introduced to the outdoors was fishing and hunting, but but uh, I've grown uh, very passionate about every aspect of land. I, I, I love leaves, dirt, the smell of dirt. I love the bark of trees. I, I, lo- I love the wind. I love every single aspect of the outdoors. And, and when I'm inside, all I do is think about being outside. And, and that's how I got into the land business. I mean, there's nothing that I'd rather do than be involved with land every single day. I mean, when you think about it, Land is is the only thing that's out there that's really manufactured by God besides us, you know, and mm-hmm. and the animals and the wildlife. I mean, so it uh, it's not made in China. It's not in a held in a warehouse in Beijing. I mean, it's the real deal, and 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 we're blessed enough to be the guys that actually sell it, actually represent buyers and sellers in the process. It's 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 very cool in, in a lot of different regards because. Not only are we passionate 
about land, you know, but the people that we work with on a daily basis, they're passionate about lands, you know, so we're, we're constantly surrounded by people that uh, it's the main focus in their life, at least at that time. You know, when someone is buying uh, a track of land or selling a track of land, there's nothing in their life at that time that, that even comes close to competing with that, especially the buying part. I know mm-hmm. I've bought a few tracks of land in my life, and I know that it's all I do is think about that property. What am I going to do to it? What am, how am I going to make it better? What am I going to change? When, when is the next time I'm going to go to that property? When am I going to hear from my land specialist or real estate agent? It's just that's all you know, I've become consumed with. And, and uh, so that's one Dan Perez, and I could rattle on forever <laughs> about that, that Dan Perez. Uh, the other, the other Dan Perez is is um, I'm, I'm the CEO here at Whitetail Properties, and um, I'm um, a, a big part of my responsibility is is the uh, prosperity of this company uh, and and the prosperity of each one of our employees. Uh, and in that regard, I do everything that I I can to make this the the best uh, uh, land company, real estate company uh, that there is. We're we're presently in um, 24 states. And wow. uh, we're rep- we're represented by uh, roughly 170 uh, agents that we refer to as land specialists. Uh, these guys, uh, they're the best in the country. And what's really cool is is when I say we, uh, if you ever got on our website and you you look at the profiles for each one of the our land specialists, uh, it's it's like you're reading about the same guy repeated 170 times. You know the names are different. But uh, the blood uh, that runs through our veins is the same, man. We're just right. we're in love with with land, and and uh, and there's nothing more gratifying than than finding that track, that perfect track that somebody has been looking for forever. Mm-hmm. Someone who's has saved money. I mean, you know, they saved money, they've thought about it, they've dreamed about it, and now you're part of that process, and they buy that piece of property. I tell you, I, I share a short story with you. Yeah, I. Uh, I sold a property to a fellow, and it's very short, and it's been repeated many times in my life, and it's very, very gratifying. I sold him a property, and when I was showing that property, uh, we jumped a few deer, and and one of them was a really nice buck. It stood out from the rest of them. You know, it's like like a couple two two years old, two year olds, and and a three year old, and then there's this monster mixed in with them. And mm-hmm. and then of course my my client got very excited. I got very excited, and and. Uh, we didn't think much more that of that that encounter. We kept on looking at the property and 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 everything, and and he ended up buying that property. And I remember it was November fifth. I get a phone call, and I think I think it's an emergency. I think somebody's having a heart attack, and it was my client just running arrow through that deer, and, and he was <laughs> so excited that uh, he he couldn't even get his words out. You know, so right. I mean that's that that is really. I mean, what else in the world can you sell somebody? Or right. help them in the process of purchasing that they would ever be that excited about. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, for uh, sure. It's, it's truly a blessing. That probably makes like for some really deep relationships and connections with people that you work with, where you have that type of experience with. They call you in that state of emotion. You're probably the first guy he thought of, and it, <laughs> it's the, the relationships and the friendships you've built because of that whole stepping stone process is probably way deeper than. It's priceless. A lot of people, yeah, it's yeah. priceless. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's not like anything else. You know, it's not like selling a car or something that, 
you know, in a few years is going to depreciate in value or, you know, not get you as much with land, you never know what it could produce down the road. Maybe three years down the road, you could have a have a potential monster just running around there. And it's something that once it's there, it 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 has the potential to just continue to grow to be something even better than it was when you first bought it. That's what's cool about land. Right. It is very cool, and, I, and I'll tell you this, it, 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 and you hit it right on the head, it's not a love them and leave them business by any stretch of the imagination. Some of my best friends I never even knew till I met them here uh, calling about a track of land or, or, or just inquiring, and, and now they're, they're my best friends. You know, some of mm-hmm. them I've, I've hunted with, and we share stories on a regular basis. It's, it's, it's extremely awesome, but, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you're also right. I mean, there's nothing... I don't know that there's anything more more rewarding than those relationships that you, that you build along the way. And, and uh, as far as the land as an investment, here's what's cool. And, and, and you're right. You know, you you could buy a track of land, you could improve it, uh, and in a few years you, you could be knocking down booners. You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's all relative to where that property is. Uh, you know, and everything. But um, unlike a paper investment say say you invest in stocks bonds mutual funds you know mm-hmm. i mean they can do well uh or they can do well for a few years and one year boom you lose everything that you've grown to that point gone mm-hmm. and uh it's just very volatile where land um unlike a paper investment a paper investment, all you can do is you, is you invest in it and you cross your fingers till they're white and you pray. Uh, but it, you can't do anything to change the direction of that investment where a track of land, like, like you were saying, you could take that track of land, you could put food plots, uh, you could put in roads uh, maybe to get to some places otherwise you couldn't get to uh, and, get, and be able to get in and out with, uh, as least intrusive as possible. You could put in water. You could do all kinds of things. Uh, if something is in something is in material as, as just um, putting in a – not in material, but something as, as, uh, that's not – that doesn't cost a, a lot, like maybe throwing up a, a new gate. Or, or fixing the fence or, or anything that you're actually, while you're doing it, you're adding to the appeal and the value of that property. Mm-hmm. And, and what's, what's cool about it is that unlike a paper investment uh, where you get a, a paper prospectus, the prospectus uh, as it relates to hunting of that property are uh, or is the quality of the wildlife that's on it. You know what I mean? Right. So So... If uh, what we love to do, you know, I mean, we're in the land business. We love land, so we also invest in land. And we love to buy a property, uh, fix it up, whatever that means. Every property needs something differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um, put the cameras out there after you've got the food in place and, and, and take a, a good evaluation of what the age structure is and what's going on on that property. Mm-hmm. And then and then start pouring the food to them, start start putting the quality management behind it. And, and, it, and to your point, um, in two years, uh, you've, you've got all of a sudden, you've got a much better rate structure. I'm, uh, most, many times you buy that property and you've got two years and three-year-olds running around. In two years, you've got five-year-olds and, and possibly six-year-olds running around. That quick, that, it turns around. But you've got them because you've got the best place for them to live. You've got the best habitat. You, you've got the best food, quantity-wise. Um, and, and it's it's you've built something that um, you know. As they say, you build it, and, and they'll come. You've built something that uh, 
that is worth something now. So it's, a, right. it's an awesome investment. And the cool thing about it is, is, well, one of the cool things about it is, is you can do these things and you can you can increase the value of your property. But if you did nothing, it's still increasing in value. Right, right. And that is that's that makes it a great uh, a great investment. You know, no giant hikes. You know, you're not going to have a twenty percent increase in the value of your property in one year, but nor will you lose it all in one year, you know? Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is steady, and uh, it is growing, but, but uh, the amazing thing about it is it's steady and it's growing, and you could, you could make memories on that property. You could right. kill giant bucks on that property. You could do all these things in the meanwhile, you know? That, that's the, that's right, the one right. thing about land. How did, uh, how did whitetail properties come about? How did it all start? Oh man, uh, well, um, I, I was, uh, and I'll take you back a little farther. At one time, uh, for 18 years, I represented PSC, um, and uh, I was in that business, in, in the bow business, because uh, I didn't know it at the time. I, I thought it was because I, lo- I like to hunt, mm-hmm. but it was because I love land. And, and, you know, if you really dig down a little bit, uh, why do we like to hunt? Well, we like to hunt because it's one more thing that gets us out there on land, you know. Right. Uh, and land, land being those crisp, cool mornings that, uh, or, or, or land being the sound of the crunching of the leaves that just fires up your adrenaline when the deer, when that buck's coming, you know. Uh, these, these are all aspects of land. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I was in the bull business. I love the bull business. And, uh, and then one day I said to my wife, I said, you know, this is, this is what I really would like to do is, is I'd like to sell land. And, uh, and I didn't know anything about it. I, I didn't know what the potential earnings were. I didn't know anything. And, and she supported me, of course, as she's always supported me. And um, so I went to work for this company um, selling land. Uh, and in a very short time, my, of course, my only concern was, and it's a leap of faith for anyone because um, you don't. I wasn't. I wasn't going to get a check every two weeks like I was at PSC, and, and right. so it's a leap of faith. And and uh, but but the amazing thing is is for me was that in three months of of selling land, I'd already earned. I hadn't closed all the sales because they were pending. A lot of them were pending, but I'd already earned. Uh, more than I'd ever earned my best year at PSC, which was like, ah, Lee, can it, can, it's just so hard to believe that I, I'm I'm doing something like this where I love the outdoors and I'm outdoors and and uh, I'm I'm earning a, a lot of money. It's just it, mm-hmm. it was crazy for me. But but the, so so a couple of investors that I had been selling land for and and uh, and and uh, to. Uh, I was representing them on both sides of the transaction uh, with several transactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we became good friends, and, and, and we were talking about, you know, what what if we propelled this business uh, with a television show? And um, and so we were we were engaged in talking about that and and, and checking out the different um, the cost of the airtime and and what uh, networks were were out there that we need to be talking to, and mm-hmm. you know, doing doing all the all the diligence, and and then. Uh, a friend of mine um, and and another fellow approached me, uh, and they said, "Hey, you know, I mean, it was Peter Fonnell and um, uh, Peter Fonnell and, and and Paul Sawyer approached mm-hmm. me, and these and these guys had their own thing going. They had a 
they had a television program called Knock 'em Down Productions, and it primarily had to do with with shooting ducks mm-hmm. out of the air. And and so Knock 'em Down, these guys, they said, Dan, you, you know, you you're knocking them dead in the land business, and and we're in we're in the production business. And have you ever thought about doing something like that? And I said, you know what, we are. I am. I am thinking about it, and we have been talking about it, you know. Right. And uh, so one thing led to another, and, and all five of us got together, uh, the guys I'd been working with and those guys, and and, uh, and that's how I, that was the start of Whitetail Properties. And, and a lot more detail from that, but I don't want to bore you with those details, but that's <laughs> how I kind of gave birth to uh, to Whitetail Properties. Right. Well, it's you can definitely tell your – 100% full of passion Absolutely. and you need to be that way, especially in your business. I don't know anything in that business compared to what you know and for good reason, but it's, it's apparent that you're successful because of your passion. And if you didn't, I mean, it, you had to be passionate to be successful in anything, yeah. but uh, I feel like yeah. you're filled with an exceptional amount of it. Um, just from hearing you talking <laughs> this little time, which is a, a very yeah. good thing in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a, a term for that is I meet up. I mean, uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, uh, a lot of things have changed in my life, you know, and you, you could relate to this. I mean, there's, there's foods that I used to like to eat that I detest now, and there's, there's things that I used to like to do that I don't care much about doing anymore, and, you know, just things change in my life. But mm-hmm. the w- one thing, uh, it's not the one thing, but one thing that has never changed has been my, my passion for the outdoors, my passion for hunting. Uh-huh. I can't wait till the fall and, and uh, during the year, all year long, I'm, I'm working the land. And, and you know, it's probably for me, I'm probably a uh, a land steward. Number one, I love the anticipation and the preparation, mm-hmm. and I I am a, a conservationist. Number two, I give back more than I take. I promise you. And uh, and then third, I'm a hunter. And, you know, and that's that's kind of how it how I. Uh, you know that that would be a good summation if you ask me who I am. That's kind of who I am in, in, inside. You know, in other words, right. if uh, if if I could do anything that I wanted to do, and and uh, that's where I wanted to spend my time. That's how. That's what. That's what I would do. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's that's who I would be. But uh, I tell you, going back to to the first time that that uh, the first time that I got into this business and, mm-hmm. and it was very exciting like anything new you know but that excitement that newness what's cool is is here we are quite a few years later and and that newness has not changed but um and i tell this story often i tell it to new agents um that the first time the first listing that i had no i take that back it was the second listing that i had it was an awesome property you know there's a there's a lot of properties that um and you could probably relate to growing up or driving around and you say man that's a beautiful piece of property i wish i could i could walk on that property you know i wish i could look at it more closely Mm -hmm. and uh of course you can't just jump somebody's fence and tear off across their land you know unless you're steve Uh, yeah oh you could (laughs) but you shouldn't well well, i got i I got that listing um it was one of them properties that i'd always admired it was down here in, in an area called martinsburg um, and, and it was, uh, I had to go take pictures of it. And that's one of the first things we do is we go take the pictures of the property and, and we do a write up on the property, uh, describing the, the assets of that particular piece of land. Mm-hmm. And so, so I got on this track and I'm, I'm out there taking pictures and I have a hit list of on a recreational property, all the things that I would like to see if I was going to 
get online and, and look for a property. Mm-hmm. And I have them all listed, and I want to make sure that I take pictures of every one of those things. And there'll, there'll be anything from, you know, if there's the road frontage, I want to get the picture of the road frontage. If there's ma- mature timber, I want to get some of the pictures of the mature timber. But uh, I want to get the pictures of those those bloody rubs, you know I mean? Uh, oozing sap, and I want to get pictures of those big tracks and, and beat down trails and all, all those things that if I'm sitting in Florida or I'm sitting wherever, North uh, New Jersey, New York, wherever, I, 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 I want to see. I want to see those things, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I'm on this property, and I'm heading down this, this creek that, that has about an inch of water here and there, and uh, it's not too deep, and I'm going down through it with my lacrosse and boots and 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 it's like a like if you could imagine this is like a zipper where the trails stitch back and forth. I mean, you know, there's a lot of lot of game on this property, uh, and and there was this one trail where there was still moisture or water in the tracks going up the trail. You know, so that that deer had just just jumped across that creek just seconds before I got there. So I had to look. And uh, I kind of climbed up the bank, and I, and I looked over the bank, and there were three bucks out there. Um, two of them had their heads down. I think all three of them had their heads down, and then one threw his head up. And I thought, oh, my God, it was huge, huge buck. Um, right. And so, so it's one. And again, it's one of the mornings. It's crisp. It's cool. The steam is kind of coming off the grass, you know, like fog. Beautiful morning. Um, I slipped back down the creek. I got out of the ear earshot of those deer, and I called my wife. It was uh, to give you some idea of how long ago that was. I had a Nokia phone. I don't know if you remember <laughs> the Nokia phone. <laughs> oh yeah, the brick. But, but uh, yeah, and so I, I I called her, and she she answered, and and I I whispered. I kept it low so they couldn't hear me. And I said I said, honey, I said I can't believe they're paying me to do this. And and I really could not believe that I was actually making a living doing this. You know, who who in the world would believe that that <laughs> that as passion, as passionate about land and deer and everything as I am, that I'm actually immersed in it and I'm getting paid to do it. That just that that just blew me away. That was a, one of the aha moments. You know. Yeah, I can imagine. And, 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 you know, and, and like what you were saying, you know, you, I don't know that you got to be passionate uh, to to make a good living selling land. But it doesn't hurt, that's for sure. The more passionate you are, the more infectious it is. You know, like if if I'm showing a track of land or any of our guys out there that, that sell land, I don't care if it's Kansas or if it's in Wisconsin, no matter where it is, if they cross a track, for example, if I cross a track and that track is, say, five-inch track, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a big old track, I promise you I'm – Nine out of ten times, I'm more excited about that track than my clients are, and and that and that that excitement is infectious, and and it's it's natural, it's real, it's organic, it's not it's not a sales pitch, you know, right. but it's something that you could get you could get caught up in, yeah, r- real easy for you sure. Know? So it, it is. It, I mean, it, it's great that that I am passionate about it, and, and uh, that's the one thing you know. Like today, I, I've been doing these online continuing education deals and um and i spend a lot of time in the office now with mm-hmm. the agents the number of agents i've got out there i've got to be accessible to them and and there's a lot of things that i have going on here in the office but uh just like when i was a kid and i was in class i look out the window my office window 
and I and I wish I was out there. You know what I mean? Right, it, right. Uh, I, I'm no different. I remember it's recess I time. There in class yeah. and daydream. I look. I stare at a squirrel and wish I was hunting him. He'd be running up and down the limbs on the oak tree right outside the window, and I'd be thinking, God, I wish I was out there. I'm the same way. <laughs> same way. That hasn't changed a bit. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, Dan, if so, there's a lot of people, working class people, listening to our podcast, and. A lot of them are thinking, you know, it's a dream for the working class bow hunter to own their own piece of property. Mm-hmm. Um, could you maybe go over maybe some of the, if you could break it down, top three, top five, whatever you need to do, um, the tips for someone wanting to attain their own property? Yeah. Yeah. Since the beginning of time, people would want, have wanted to own property. It's it's the original American dream and it hasn't changed one bit. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I uh, my wife and I, both of us, I mean, we didn't come from nothing. We we, we never had anything growing up. And uh, all I ever could think of is owning a piece of ground. And one way uh, that a lot of people, especially young people starting out or, or, or people that, I mean, it's, it's hard to save money, I mean, anymore. It's just like you can work and work and work. And, and just as, as, as fast as you do... Um, you got to spend and spend and spend, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel you there. You just, <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah, yeah you just, that's how it is. But uh, so, so one of the problems a lot of people have is the down payment. Uh, we we have figured out uh, how to make a payment, but not to accumulate enough money to make a down payment. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, and one of the things that that no matter what your situation is, I heavily uh, recommend or advise that rent as little as you can and own as much as you can buy i mean if if it's a house buy it if you can if there's any way possible to buy it and there's ways possible to do it buy it if uh no matter what it is own it don't rent it i mean because the one of the biggest things that assets you have is the equity that you're growing as, mm-hmm. as, absolutely uh, you know, so but so here's the deal with my our first track of land. It was five acres, and it was uh, in Massark Town, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, the way I was able to leverage that is because the owner uh, was doing a contract for deed, um, and a contract for deed is referred to as a land contract as well, where the banks right now most of them require thirty percent down, maybe twenty percent on some of the. Uh, uh, banks that aren't regulated or lenders that aren't regulated as as closely or mm-hmm. tightly. Uh, so so twenty percent down still for a lot of people that's a, that's a lot of money you know twenty percent right. down is is, yeah. is a lot of money. So so but very mm-hmm. often the individuals who are offering um, contracts for deed they're more interested in a steady revenue. Uh, an income source coming in that uh, they can make some money on. In other words, they may not ask for very much down, and sometimes hardly nothing down. All they want is that payment coming in at a decent return, like 5%, 6%, no, but the same as you'd pay on a bank loan, you know? Uh, and right. sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more, but you didn't have to come out of pocket. So all you have to figure out is how to budget for that payment. Now, the contract for deed is exactly what it says, is the, the seller holds the deed till you've paid for the property, mm-hmm. and then you, then you receive the deed. However, through that whole process, it's you um, 
that is growing in equity, you know, and you, you make the improvements, you enjoy the land, you do everything, mm-hmm. uh, you just don't have the D in a file at home. Um, so that's a great way to do it. So we, we bought this five acres in Massark Town, and, and, you know, I mean, we never hunted on it, although it had pines and it had, it had wildlife running around. It was, it was just, we lived in Florida at that time. It was just, we'd go out there and we'd sit on a stump and we'd open a bag and we'd have lunch. That's and we'd look at we'd look at what we owned, you know, and it was right. it was exciting. It was like all those pine trees were ours, you know, and and all, all everything on that property, all of those those myrtles. It's a bush that grows in Florida and not not here. The myrtles were ours. The pine trees was ours. Uh, everything on that property was ours, and it was it was like the coolest feeling in the world. And so a few years later, uh, we turned around and, and we sold that that five acres and we made money it was crazy we we made uh we just about doubled our investment and 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 it was like holy cow that was another aha moment uh in the meanwhile while we owned that property um we bought another property of maybe we owned that property roughly for five years and uh three years after we bought that property we bought another property uh on the same deal a contract for deed on the steenahatchee river uh, and it, it is a gorgeous river uh, up in North Florida that goes out into the into the Gulf of Mexico, and it, it would it was bordered by the Steenahatchee Forest on one side, and uh, a management area, a wildlife management area called Tide Swamp on the other side. Uh, and that Steenahatchee River had some of the best fishing. I mean, just great fishing in the Gulf of Mexico. Well, you know all the stuff that, that goes on there. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like a year-round recreation. It was awesome. And uh, and then we made a ton of money on, on that. I mean, when we bought it, there's nothing that we've ever... I, I'm, I With her, uh, I have investments that I've made with with my partners, but, but the investments that we bought together, we bought them and was like, man, we don't want to ever sell this, but, you know, time will come around and you'll sell it because there'll be something bigger and better and, you know, whatever. But all the while that we were doing this, when we'd sell one of these properties, we'd have a nest egg. Now, you can't, um, and I don't mean this literally, and, and so I don't, I don't want no one to be offended by the term, but we, we've never um, become uh, fat, dumb, and happy. And what I mean by that is... Dan, you just described Steve. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, what I mean by that is is too too fat and happy to to be able to bend down and pick up a penny. I mean, we we pick up every penny. And and, and too too dumb to know that it's not always going to be roses, you know? Uh, Right, right. So so we've we've never... I mean, we always grind and... and, um, uh, so, so we put away the money that we make on these deals uh, to be able to reinvest mm-hmm. in in something that that uh, me, we me, we may want to hold longer, or something that we may want to uh, uh, sell. And right. uh, so, here's the reality: I've owned a lot of property over the years in my life. Now, you know, from when we first got married. I mean, I was—I uh, think we were 20 years old, and and I already owned a house, and I, and I owned my first property, and uh, that 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 that's always been like in my brain. Uh, one of the things that made me conscious—I mean—of that kind of stuff is that my dad, um, 
he grew up, uh, or he lived through the Depression and grew up through the Depression. Right. And uh, so, so he, uh, man, he just, every day I heard about how things were, you know, and, and, and why you, you, you've got to be prudent. And, and uh, so, so that, that was kind of hammered into me. And, and the other thing was, uh, I remember sitting on the Hillsborough River in Florida. I mean, I remember crystal clear. We, I was a kid, and we were, we were snook fishing. Mm-hmm. That's a fish in Florida that's awesome, wonderful to eat. And uh, and it, there's this really nice lot across the river. Somebody had been mowing it and keeping it up. And my dad says to me, it's just a lot, but it was on the Hillsborough River. So it was like, man, we, we drive over here to fish, and this guy lives owns a property on it, you know? Right. So, he said to me, and, and it just stuck in my head, he says, that lot right there, he says, when I was a kid, uh, it could have been bought, it could have been purchased for $5. $5? That makes you sick. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. how in the world is that possible, you know? And then I think, holy cow, look at what it's worth now. It's just un- un- unbelievable. Right. And uh, so, so that's one thing. I've, I've owned a lot of properties through the years, uh, what I was going to is that I've never, I've always, I've always made money when I sold it. Always made money. Now I'm not beating up the stock industry. You know, I mean, there's people that have made a lot of money in stocks, and right. uh, but I can't say the same thing about paper investments. I, I, I can't say that I've always made money. I can tell you this: uh, I, I've lost a lot of money, and. Uh, so, but I do believe that you should be diversified. I don't think you should put everything into one thing. I'm not an investment advisor, but I, I'm here to tell you from my own experience, I've never lost a penny on property, and I've made a lot of money doing nothing. I mean, having a good time on that property, I've made a lot of money. You know, like Massark Town, for example, I never improved anything on it. We just went over there and hung out. Just the, the sheer fact that uh, Tampa, Florida, was sprawling. I mean, it was growing like all the major, all the metropolitans out there are eating up farm ground. They're eating up all kinds of uh, of recreation ground for housing, you know, and and more development. And uh, and so now it's encroaching out there on what we used to call the wilderness. And the wilderness is now becoming so valuable, you know. So Massark Town was just, I, I think it, Back then, it seemed like a long, long drive, but I think it was only 30 minutes out of Tampa. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in just a few years, Tampa was knocking on its door. So, so I mean, we, we, we didn't plan it that way. We just did well. We just right. did well with that property. And, and it's worked out that way. It's not uh, – the cool thing about it, it's not, it's not rocket science to uh, – but anyhow, back to your question. I, I, my first properties were um, – contract for deed and here's the cool thing about a contract for deed is that a lot of people would rather have a contract for deed but they don't know it the seller i'm talking about mm-hmm. uh maybe maybe that seller's a little bit older and all he wants is a is a is a steady income with a return on that income whether it's five percent six percent whatever it is that that's higher than the than what the bank is paying uh on, on savings or cds you know mm-hmm. right. he wants an income and he wants to be able to defer that income rather than get one lump sum that he has to pay capital gains on. Bam, he's only paying his his, his taxes on small amounts over a long period of time. It's just much much easier for him to uh, defer and uh, to deduct. There's right. certain deductions that he can make on a, a yearly basis that that uh, to try to remember and document everything that you've ever done to that property as far as a write-off when you sell it 
20 years from now is, is difficult, you know? Right. But if you could defer and, and, and deduct on a, on, a, on a yearly basis, it's much easier to manage. Uh, and so a lot of times uh, I would, once I got a little bit uh, more savvy to it, I would approach the sellers and say, have you considered a contract for deed? Um, and sometimes they'd say, I don't even know what it is. And, and mm-hmm. I'd explain it to them and I'd advise them, maybe if it's a consideration, talk to your attorney. Wow, and and yeah. it's it, yeah, so it's worked out. It's worked out really well to get started. Get started. Now, I mean, it's it's hard. You know, a lot of people will say, "I don't," and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on your show to tell you tell people how to save money. But I tell you what. I mean, in the American way, is when you get a few pennies, buy that bass boat. When you, when when you get a few pennies, <laughs> uh, uh, buy the nicer car uh, or truck. Uh, when you get a few pennies, you know. You know. In other words. Uh, it's, it's the American way to invest in things that have no return. You know, uh, you, mm-hmm. you, the return is enjoyment. But what, what in the world, for me, what in the world can I enjoy more than land? And, and the cool thing about it is, is it's, it, it's increasing in value rather than depreciating. Um, for sure, for big, sure. A, big, a big difference. So then, then um, there's a cool thing out there called a 1031 exchange. Uh, what's cool about it is if your if your goal is to stay in land, you know you're always going to have a piece of land. Is that you could you could sell that property, um, and rather than pay capital gains on on the money that you made or 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 um, standard income, mm-hmm. um, you you could invest it in another property um, of like of of like. Um, similar to it, you know, as far as its land or its investment or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, and not have to pay the capital gain. It, it, you rolled right into that piece of land. Uh, it's a way of, of, of the, um, the government um, giving you a, um, an incentive to reinvest that, that, that money. Um, so it's, it's something that is, that, that's been going on for a few years, but it's really nice because rather than cash out, you put everything right into another property and, and continue to grow your equity. Mm-hmm. You don't go backwards for a bit. Um, so anyway, one thing my wife told me is, is um, when, when you get on the air with these guys, um, shut up, breathe, and let them talk. Uh, <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize if, if I've been rattling on because I tend to do that. I, no, no, everything no. you've said, I'm like, I'm looking at my at my buddies here in the studio, yeah. and I'm like, thumbs up. Like, I need to I need to know this stuff because every one of us yeah. in here, it's our dream to have our own piece of property one day. And uh, I got to get a shout out to um, my buddies, Jason Enders, just became a land specialist for Whitetail Properties, and Aaron oh, Mil- awesome. and Aaron Milliken. Um, I got to meet. <laughs> meet no. <laughs> I got to meet I got to meet Aaron through Jason um out in Fairview, Illinois. Uh hung yeah. out with those I've been friends with Jason for a long time, but uh just recently met Aaron and you know it's you know, I called Aaron a couple of times like, Man, I, I wanna get my own property one day, like I'm planning like next five, ten years, like I wanna own like maybe a house and some property or a house somewhere and then property somewhere else, like what tips can you give me? And he he's given me some tips along the way and mm-hmm. so listen oh, to you yeah. listen to you talk is kinda it puts everything in perspective. Yes, and th- this will be one of those episodes where I go back and re-listen to it, uh-huh. at, even from what you've just covered so far. So yeah, because it it it's been great information, you know. Because we're just you know three beer swollen hillbillies from Sherrard, but <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the the information that you're giving us because you know you started out having a dream and you were the working man, and you know you you 
you knew how to you had a couple good investments and you knew how to how to grow that and for for the guys listening that think it's impossible you're living proof that it's not well with what dan's saying too it kind of gives us a motive and say yeah. hey we can actually do this we can get this done and actually buy our own property for sure it can be done it's been done once before absolutely <laughs> That's a fact. I'll tell you something else that's very common is, is several guys leasing a property together. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it, they don't realize is um, that together they can buy a property and actually cost them less. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of the best hunting property, especially throughout the Midwest, has income on it. You know, deer are edge animals. Uh, they're unlike a bear, for example, that's a deep woods animal, mm-hmm. and so they re- they require a uh, uh, edge, whether that edge is field or crop ground. You know, and both of them uh, have income. Um, so, so if you get a mix, I, I, I love my my mix is like sixty forty uh, or fifty fifty timber and tillable here in the Midwest, and uh, if I get the right mix. Uh, that land will, will will pay for that property, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll give you an example. Um, I heard a click. Are you still tracking with me? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're here. here. We're here. Oh, okay, good. I'll give you an example. So so I buy a track of land um, that had uh, the income. Um, so so you take you take the the income um, and divide it by the investment. And now that will give you the the yearly return, and so um, so the income uh, was a six percent return, which is really really good. I mean I, I know that, mm-hmm. but uh, there's there's other formulas out there. But this one was a six little over six percent return. Now I borrowed the money to buy that property. I borrowed I borrowed money at uh, four point. I think it's 4.25% to purchase 6%. I mean, that's a total no-brainer. So the difference, in other words, a four point between 6% is what my property is earning, and 425 that I'm paying, I'm making money between the two. You, you, right. you see? So I'm, I'm actually making money, and the bank is paying it. I mean, I, in other words, the, pa- the bank is, is, is the one that uh, I'm paying, and uh, with the money that I'm making, now I'm not. I'm not making. In other words, I'm not paying that mortgage payment with the money I'm making here at Whitetail Properties or or from anything else. I'm paying for that property with the money that that property is making. Right. And, and so it's 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 <laughs> and it's pretty cool. And then on top of that, oh, it is pretty cool. That, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. It, on top of that, I'm improving that property and I'm building a prospectus. Uh, based on the animals that I'm I'm harvesting, it's it's an, and and the yields now. The other the other thing is the yields that the uh, the crop ground is making yep. uh, actually adds to the value of that land as well. Uh-huh. So uh, it's and and and, and that's <laughs> even uh, that's even on a property that um, has a has a house on it to stay on, and uh, so it's the house is like free. You know, I'm expanding yeah. the houses. <laughs> so, so it, it, you know, not, sometimes you got to get creative. In this particular case, I didn't have to be, get creative. I just had to buy it right. But there's mm-hmm. other ways um, that you can get creative. Um, I, and I give you an example um, of getting creative. All right, so um, 
I, I purchased a piece of property. I haven't closed on it yet. It was in, in Iowa. And, um, yeah, that's what I like I, to hear. I dealt, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I dealt through one of our, our land specialists, uh, uh, Garrett Armstrong. Um, and Garrett is uh, a representative of our entire team in that he's an absolute stud. He's really, really sharp and uh, very passionate about land. Sharp in that he's, he keeps up with every one of the programs out there. Uh, the FSA and the FSA office and the NRCS office, uh, every town's got them across the Midwest, across America. Mm-hmm. And uh, these offices, uh, the government, the, uh, and, and it's not even state, some of these programs are, uh, well, uh, it depends on the habitat. So, yes, state. Uh, the state is given money to give uh, to landowners uh, in order to conserve the soil, uh, increase the uh, production as far as uh, wood in some areas, uh, as far as preserve programs. There's different things they're paying you to to uh, to conserve uh, the property. And and in this particular case, I I'm buying this property and it's got tillable on it and it has uh, brush and and timber and and so on. So I said, Garrett, um, on the tillable, uh, the tillable ground was paying 165 an acre, which was which not bad. And mm-hmm. the property started off with a 2.57% return. In other words, if I bought it, uh, I would get 2.57% uh, on the CRP that's already in place and the tillable together. Mm, not bad. I mean, it's better than, than, the, than the fraction of a percent that the bank's paying for uh, on, a, on a savings account, for example. However... Uh, I said to Garrett, I said, Garrett, what, what's out there right now as far as um, of the government subsidies, uh, that uh, the, the CRP programs mm-hmm. and such? And, and, and so he came back with this. He says the highest paying program right now, it's really, really good, is the pollinator program. They, they want to bring back the bees. Uh, and, and so ah. they, uh, they're, they're paying um, quite a bit to, to give you an incentive to uh, to help them do this and, and so there's a mix a lot of flowers in the pollinator program obviously uh, but there's one of the mixes has a lot of warm season grasses uh, and and just 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 really good stuff that that uh, is great uh, white tail habitat yep. so from from 165 an acre now on the pollinator program uh, I'm going to get $275 an acre. Wow. Uh, for the pollinator program and $150 an acre. I'm pretty sure it's $150 uh, an acre uh, as an incentive to sign up for this program. Uh, the $150 is one time. The two, the $275 is from here uh, to I think it's a 15 year. Uh, program. program. Pretty sure it's 15 years. As I stand here, I don't have it written down, but it might be 10. It might be 15. But uh, it takes my investment now. When I roll that over, um, it takes it and it jumps it up there. Uh, I think it jumps to 4.57 percent now, which is 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 awesome because my loan is less than that. Uh-huh. And then on top of that, when um, when the existing CRP that's there. Uh, it's paying, I think, I think that existing CRP is paying 166. I'm not sure exactly, but it takes it and it, when I roll it over in three years, it jumps it up there over 225 and it jumps the entire investment up over 5%, 5 point something. So the, so uh, the, so the government's making your payment for you. 
That's right. Oh. That's right. And here's here's the cool thing about it too. <laughs> it's it's a payroll. It's it's a, it, not payroll deduct. It, it's a direct deposit rather. And uh, I don't for, I don't do nothing. I mean, they're just. I mean, yeah, I got to burn it every three years, and and uh, I may have to mow this or that, but it's no big deal. I, I like kind of fun I, anyway. I like yeah. doing stuff. It, exactly. So so yes. And, and all I'm saying is, is sometimes you gotta you gotta get creative, uh, and there's a lot of different ways to do to, to be creative. But uh, right. I, I I love it when I when I uh, sit there with a calculator and I'm working through different uh, different numbers to see what would it take for this property to pay for this property. And when I hit that number, now I know what I got to shoot for. Um, and that's that's man, that's like. That's the that's the way to do it, you know. Right. Um, Have you? So, Dan- so I give you one more thing here. This is hard yeah, to wrap yeah. your brain around because it's so bizarre sometimes. And I say bizarre when your property is paying for itself. Um, in other words, if the property is paying for itself, and, and and the two two things that I I shared with you, it's actually making money, even though you have a payment on it. It's making making you money between the interest. Um, than the principal that, that's being paid and what you're making on the return on the property, even though it's making you money. So, so even forget the money that you're making. When that property is making you money, your only investment is your down payment. So if you take your down payment now and, and you take the amount that that money, that property is earning, now t- and divide it by your down payment, yeah. now that 6% return, it, it may become 25% return or 30% return. You know, it, right. if you're with me, it, it's it's that's that's compounding your investment. You cannot compound uh, a paper investment. In other words, you can't go to the bank and say, "Hey, listen, this stock is really hot, and I, I want to borrow money uh, to to buy this stock." No bank in their right mind would loan you money to invest in stock. That ought to give you that ought to be sign number one. Right. Right. You know? Wow. So so anyway, I'm I'm I'm, I'm again I'm, I'm I get excited about this. I'm excited about numbers as well. I love land, but but it, it, you you gotta you gotta um, you gotta be excited about um, learning how to to put a deal together uh, to own land. You know, I mean it's yeah, it's all part of it. You know, and we can hear the excitement, and we're just we're baffled by. We're the sitting numbers. here smiling at each other as you oh, talk. Yeah, man. we're like, yeah. there's no way this dude figured this out, Dan. Have you ever considered writing a book? Uh, there's not enough time in, the, in, the, in my <laughs> life. I I, uh, I stay it, very very busy. I, I'm I'm always I'm always very busy. But I, I would love to actually. Uh, uh, Jeff Evans, uh, one of the brokers here, he's he's uh, he's my right hand. He and I have been talking about a, a book that uh, I I got into chapter one of it. I got it knocked out. I haven't. I haven't uh, worked through it, but a book uh, that would be for agents as far as the real deal. I mean, you know, like yeah. like this is what it's really about. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, uh, so, so I want I want to do that with him really bad. And I, I the the goal was for him to do a chapter, not and, and I do a chapter and try to knock out, knock out a chapter uh, a month between us. But we just haven't even had time to breathe, much less get much done on that we keep thinking there's going to be an opportunity but we haven't had it yet but <laughs> i would love to write a book i would love uh, there's nothing that that i enjoy more than helping other people that's that's one of the things that I, not only the land part of this business but helping other people the gratification that i get when they're happy means a lot to me so i would love to write a book 
Well, Dan, I think this podcast is going to help a lot of people. And yeah. I got to say, if you wrote a book, I would buy it. I know Steve would. I know Eric would. Yeah. I think it'd be a number one seller, man. Yeah, I'd even <laughs> learn to read for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dan, yeah, I, you've seen like you, you've done so much and, and you're very knowledgeable and obviously super passionate. And one question I got to ask you, I'm super curious about, and, and maybe there isn't an answer to this question, or maybe there, I'm sure there is. Um, what is one goal? that you haven't achieved that you're striving for? Oh, gosh. You know, uh, it's funny because I, I talk to my wife all the time about all the things that I want to do, and uh, I don't I don't know necessarily that they're, they're goals, but one of, one of the things that's really, really important to me is, is never um, never concede to, uh, to, to anything. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't know. I, I, uh, what am I going to get out of learning this or learning that? I want to learn everything that I can. Again, right now at this point in my life, there's no, no time to go to school and learn more things. I, I, I love to, I love, I would love to learn more at, at, at a different level if I could. I, I would love to, uh, you know, one of the things that's really in, important to me is, is just, uh, um, health and, and physical. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just blew out my knee. I, I ripped my hamstring because uh, I pushed so hard, you know. And uh, that that that's uh, that's exciting to me. I don't want to ever be a couch potato uh, on, ever. I can't. I can never stop. When I look out the window, I think, man, how much time is out there left before it gets dark? How many things can I squeeze into it, you know? And uh, I don't. I mean, it's not a goal, but I want. I want to. I want to always improve and strive in that regard, you know. Right. Um, right. It's and, and to 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 what I mentioned a moment ago, I, I, I would like. It's very gratifying to me, and if if I if I can give back in in any way, as far as transferring knowledge or or passion or anything else, uh, I, I wish that some at some point I find the time that I could put uh, I could be a little more constructive in that direction. You know, so that's that's important to me as well. You know, that's uh, you gotta love the passion. You're the only guy I know that's been happy to blow out his hamstring because you were active. That is uh, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. I, I, I said to my wife, my wife said, she said, slow down. I said, honey, that's, it's just a tire. It's a tire that, that moves the vessel. I got, I got to keep going, you know? It's replaceable. So, I, I did want to want to bring up here, here one thing quick. Um, you know, for all you guys who are, who are out there listening, there is an app that Whitetail Properties does, and you go to their website and you find it, and you plug in where your address is, Whitetailproperties.com. Yeah, whitetailproperties.com. And you plug your your location in, and if there's ever a property that comes up near you, they send you an alert. So for all you out there listening, you need to get this app, and when when that ding hits... You know, you listen to this podcast, you know, you, you look at it. it. You could buy it. You look at it, you go through it. Oh, there's tillable there. There's tillable and killable, the deer. And you know it's a smart investment. So, But there's, down- a, there's a thing, though. If you download it because you listen to this podcast and you buy that property, you have to let the guys from Working Class Boner Podcast hunt that property. First run, yeah, yeah. first hunt. Yep. Yeah, yeah so it just is what it is. Yeah, you got to let somebody feel it out before you actually go in there and, <laughs> and, and enjoy it for the rest of your life. <laughs> um. Dan, is there something we haven't covered that you feel like is noteworthy? You know, I I don't know. Again, my wife said, you know, let them guys talk because you could go on forever, and I, <laughs> I, I I can. But uh, I'll mention this: you you had mentioned uh, whitetailproperties.com. I appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, also, the, there's an app that's uh, uh, my my whitetail properties. 
and uh, it, it's it is our website in um, active form where it fits your your phone, and and uh, you could have it on there and access things and see what's going on all the time. Um, it's uh, my my mywhitetailproperties.com is free. Yeah, that's the awesome. name of it. Yeah, you just got to plug in your uh, email address in, in your location, and it's it's very cool. Oh, you oh can... yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that's true. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's okay. Awesome. Awesome, Dan. Before we let you go here, there's one thing that we do that our listeners, I feel like they they really enjoy it because it kind of <laughs> gives uh, it's a different look on things. We do a thing we call rapid fire questions, and <laughs> we rattle off these questions, and they're they're. The deal is they're supposed to be one answer. We'll move to the next one, but it typically ends up being conversative, like questions where if you, if you need to elaborate, you can. Let me go ahead and answer them before you ask them. Okay, uh, yeah. True, false, A, <laughs> all of the above, and and B. Man, the guy hit the nail on the head. We don't even need to run through it. <laughs> I hammered it. Yeah, I crushed it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll ask you the ones that are left over besides the ones you just answered. Okay, yeah, because he only got oh, the first okay, like okay. five. Steve always interrupts me, and he asks this question, Dan, and and it's it's a little it's a little weird, but sometimes it just needs to be asked, and, and you got to understand Steve's perspective. So, yeah. Steve, go ahead and ask the question. This is just to get to know you as a person, Dan. But who is your favorite professional wrestler? Um, let me ask you first. Let me quantify that. <laughs> fake wrestling or real wrestling? Depends on uh, it. Fake wrestling, if you uh, if you don't oh, believe okay. in it, but well, real my, to my, me. My, okay, first I'm going to give you my my real wrestler. <laughs> All right, here Dan we go. Gable. Dan Gable. Dan Gable, Iowa boy. Dan Gable. He's an awesome wrestler, an awesome human being. And, and, uh, so, so he's like a real wrestler. And then the television wrestler. Uh, there you go. Yeah, television wrestler. I I I don't honestly, I don't even keep up with that anymore, so I don't know who's relevant. But but when I used to watch uh, wrestling, it was it was a guy named Jose Lothario. Jose um, Lothario, yes, yes, Jose Lothario. <laughs> I have no idea who that he, is. He Dan. trained no uh, he trained Shawn Michaels. Yeah, it's amazing. He he left an impression on me because that was a long time ago. That is that is the best answer I've ever heard. Thank you, Dan, for that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite camouflage, Dan. Uh, all purpose, real tree. Favorite movie? Um, Once Upon a Time in the West. The last song you played? The last song? Yep. Uh, the last song that I played was uh, uh, Blue, uh, Keith Urban. Um, your favorite band? Oh, I don't know that I have a. Alabama was my favorite band. I don't know that I have a favorite band. But, uh, yeah. Um, favorite outdoor magazine? Uh, well, ours is American Land. But, uh, <laughs> it, it is, uh, so, so, uh, other than ours, uh, perhaps, uh, archery, um, inside archery. Uh, backstrap or jerky? Backstrap. Favorite outdoor-related show besides your own? Outdoor-related show? Yep. A, a, a Whitetail white Properties TV. Okay. We'll do um, morning or afternoon hunts. Uh, oh, well, that's that, it's not a, it's not a, a, a either-or answer. Uh, morning, uh, um, afternoon, um, early season, late season, morning, during the primary portion of the of the rut. Right, right. 
Um, we'll go typical deer or non-typical. If you had to pick one. Uh, typical. Nice. Uh, where are we at? Hang on or ladder stands? Hang on. You kill the biggest buck of your life. You go back to camp. Are you going to celebrate with a beer, some liquor, or, or neither? Uh, neither one. Okay. Mm. What is your dream hunt? Oh, uh, my dream hunt is, uh, is, is is a hunt where, where I need, I, I'm, I'm able to, uh, to harvest a, a really good buck. Uh, the conditions are, are really good and, and I'm able to, I'm able to, uh, harvest a buck that I have had a relationship with uh, mm-hmm. over some years. And, and it means more if it was on a property that I own, uh, would, right. would be my dream hunt. I've, I've hunted a lot of different places. I know these are quick fire answers and questions, but I've hunted a lot of different places, but nothing is as, as gratifying as a, prop, a buck that I've harvested on my own property. Right, right. I oh, can yeah. imagine. Um, favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Yep. Um Favorite restaurant? Oh, you got me, man. I can't even think of a restaurant right this moment. <laughs> uh, um, so, so the the chain that that we it's a chain that we used to really like, and and I understand they've closed it. Um, it was Tuesdays. We used to go there frequently. Now there's there's uh, there's there's restaurants that that we've eaten that are really really nice, but I can't remember them because we don't go often enough. We're working class bow hunters. I like it. I like it. Um, Eric just just popped in a new question. Iowa or Illinois? Think very carefully about this one. <laughs> no, I don't have to think very carefully. I, 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 Illinois. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. Eric's an Iowa boy, Dan. Here's, here's the reason. Here, here's the reason because I live in Illinois. All right. And, and Iowa, I love, I love Iowa. I love Iowa. It's great There's to a, visit. They're very stingy on their licenses. They don't. They don't have a reciprocity with other states. It's just not. <laughs> ah, yeah, I get it. Dan, it, we. It took me four years to get a get a tag in 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 Iowa, and that just like man, that, that there's something wrong with that. And I own land there. So. <laughs> oh anyway. yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's why you just moved to Iowa. That you can hunt Illinois anytime you want. Yeah, but I I I'd, I'd, I'd be single. <laughs> Dan, we, it's a constant joke between like me and Steve live in Illinois, and Eric lives in Iowa. So we're constantly yeah. like asking our our listeners and guests, like, "Well, what has bigger bucks? Iowa, or Illinois? Like, you know what you know? Illinois does. Oh, oh yeah, there's so. no doubt. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so it's it's a constant battle between us, but it's a, it's all in good fun. He can show you the numbers. More property sold in Illinois because you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, though, there's a lot of guys. I'm I'm probably uh, uh, guilty of this. I mean, is that we look we look at uh, uh, hunting through a straw. In other words, we we focus on just these big bucks, um, and the reality is we sell more land uh, to people that just want a property to hunt deer. They just right. want a property where they could take their their grandkids or their kids and hang out with the family and and, and you know make memories. And and then one day either retire to that property or, or build a home right now on that property or, or sell it and make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That, that is like, that's like the American dream. And even some, if, if every time I heard somebody, I wrote it down, the most, the most common description is this uh, when I ask them, well, well, what are you looking for? What is that dream property for you? And it's a property that uh, has a cabin on it or a house that overlooks a body of water, maybe a pond or a lake, 
and uh, and it's somewhere where they can run around and, and, and get lost. Just forget the world, you mm-hmm. know. Right. And uh, that that is the that's the dream. That's the American dream. Hundred percent, for sure. Yeah, definitely is. Um, next question: favorite tree stand snack? Oh yeah, snack. Yep. Um, power bar. Power nice. bar. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you why. There's there's a power bar. There's the not the crunchy one. Just the power <laughs> bar that does not crumble. In other words, I, I could take a bite out of it and not nothing falls to the ground beneath. Oh. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I know which one you're talking about. No, oh, I boy. love those. Yeah. Like the oh, chewy yeah. vanilla ones. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I love those. Exactly. Too um, healthy. If you had to pick one superhero power, what would it be? One superhero power? Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was a kid, uh, I, I used to... Um, I, w- I wanted to see through walls and other things. That was a power when I was a kid. X-ray vision, um, love it. X-ray, yeah, yeah. But but as a, as an adult, especially a hunter, I want to be able to fly. I'd love to be able to f- to hover over the timber and find those animals. You know, without right. leaving any scent on the ground. That's that would be my superpower is to fly. Love there it, you go. Love it. Fixed or mechanical broadheads? Here you go. Oh, there's a there's a place for both of them. Uh, for example, um, hunting turkeys, for example, I, I want the biggest cutting surface that I can get. And, and so I want, I want a two-and-a-half, three-inch cutting mechanical. I don't care about pass-through penetration. I just want to damage as much uh, because their vitals are so small. Right. Uh, now, now uh, depending on the horsepower of my bow, uh, I, too, uh, still would like a mechanical if it's the right mechanicals. There's some that are really, really... Rage makes a really good one. Um, Rocket Broadheads makes a really good one. There's some some really good ones out there. I mean, that yeah. that they the stuff's gonna die. And uh, and so, but now if if uh, if I'm hunting larger bodied animals, um, elk for example, big bodied animal, uh, I I want a fixed head and I want a smaller diameter. I'm more concerned about penetration at that point than I am how much surface uh, how much. How big the cut is. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. just want to punch it through a giant bag. It's called a lung. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, Dan, we, uh, the great information you gave us is fantastic, but the one thing we're me and Eric are going to take away is the horsepower of the bow. I love that. That is the I most fantastic it. thing I've ever heard in my life, period. What, what, what did I say? You said the horsepower of my bow. <laughs> That's right. I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Dan, thank you so much, man. This episode has been incredible. Oh, we love it. I uh I, I we need to do a part two like within the next year. Like at in least. ten minutes. We're just gonna hit record and just you need to just give all the industry secrets. We ain't even gonna say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be our best podcast we've ever done, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, guys. I, I, again, I'm, I'm flattered. I'm honored. I'm very happy to be on this show. I love the name of your show. I, I love that it represents the majority of people that are out there hunting. It means a lot to me. So I appreciate it very much to be be a part of it. Thank you. Well, we appreciate yeah, it more yeah, that you absolutely. actually you took your time out of your day and, and came on our podcast and, and blessed everyone with the knowledge that you've accumulated oh. over the years and, and basically just showed everyone the passion you have. And, and mm-hmm. that goes a long way with – with our listeners especially, and I feel like we have kind of a more, maybe a smaller group of listeners, but a, a more of a hardcore, dedicated, loyal group of listeners. Um, 
because we consider ourselves all family. Yeah. So uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It means a lot to us, and we all look up to you, and it's been an honor. It really has. Honor's completely mine. Thank you, guys. Well, Dan, stick around on the phone real quick. Um, Steve, Eric, you guys got anything to add? I think uh, just saying this is the most valuable information I've ever taken on any podcast we've ever had. Right. I never thought wow. since we started this podcast that we'd actually ever have a podcast that I'd be like, yeah, plan for your future, listen to this episode. I'm completely <laughs> right. blown away by, by Dan's knowledge and, and just how nice of a of a guy he is. And uh, you know, thank you, Dan, and um, all you listeners out there. I really hope you take something away from this and you can live your dream too because for us, that's all we really cared about, man. We yep. shared our passion, and we hope you guys can share yours. And if you can make money doing it, hey, that's the American dream. Right on. That's right. That's right. Well, I got to say thank you again to all our listeners. We love you so much. Um, It's that time of year. Be shooting your bow. If you're chasing turkeys, good luck to you. If you're still finding sheds, good luck. And if you're finding mushrooms, share some with us. Yeah. And you know what to (laughs) do. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow.